0: Welcome to Earned Wisdom for Accomplished Female Leaders. You've done it all. You've walked the tightrope of success and accomplished so much in your career. Now what? How do you keep redefining your success and expanding your emotional well-being? Join us to hear talk on mindset, motivation, and your growth in handling the challenges you've experienced both in circumstances and with yourself as a leader. Welcome to Earned Wisdom for Accomplished Female Leaders with your host, Tracy Crossley.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Earned Wisdom for Accomplished Female Leaders. So this is episode number 27, and the challenge is building yourself up from the inside out to lead with confidence 24-7. So where did I even get this idea? Well, let me tell you. Here is the question of the day. When will high-profile women stop tearing each other down? When? Well, I'll tell you when. When they get over their insecurities and accept themselves. It's not about the other person. It's not about throwing something at someone else and looking like you have confidence. You lack confidence when you tear somebody else down. We all know that, and yet there is this in the media In our society that sort of perpetuates the idea that all women cannot be great, that we have to only have maybe one woman who's great, but then everybody trying to tear her down. It's never women in numbers, if you've ever noticed that, right? Yes, because then we get into the infighting and how women don't get along and so on and so forth. So the only time that this is going to change is when women decide, I want to deal with my insecurities. As an inside job, because otherwise you will continue to judge another female harshly. You will continue to judge life harshly. And the worst part is, you are going to be tearing yourself down just as viciously. I mean, that is the bottom line, right? Why do we do it? Why do we feel threatened by other women, especially those who are in a higher profile? There was something, I think it was said a few weeks ago, about Megyn Kelly talking about Jill Biden calling herself a doctor and to go get an MD. Does she say that to men? Does she need to say that at all? Would she say that to her sister or a family member if they got a PhD and called themselves doctor? See, it's so, to me, ridiculous that this is even something that's perpetuated because it doesn't matter what someone calls themselves. So what? We have a society right now calling themselves all sorts of things. But in the case of education, many people with a PhD go by doctor. And really, that's not my point. It's just an example of what is the point of that? What does that possibly do to bring women forward, to lift women up? And it's not a political statement. It is a statement of how we treat ourselves. So you have to look at what is it that we gain by tearing another woman down, even if it's only in our minds. What if it's only in your mind, right? that you are judging another woman and you are criticizing the crap out of her in your head. So what you're not seeing is the fear that you have. You have fear that you do not measure up. You have fear that you need to prove something or you will not get validation. So you search for the validation from other people. And sometimes we believe there's a scarcity of resources. There's not enough accolades to go around. There's not enough validation for you, and therefore you can't share the stage. So the problem is this hurts everyone when we as female leaders do not address our own shit, right? And the good thing is, as women, we're usually willing to address our own shit, aren't we? Yeah. So let me get into this today. So the experienced leader is a savvy, smart, and strategic female. But, and I say but, this is often an appearance Who she is underneath the surface is sometimes an entirely different thing. Anytime you feel like bad-mouthing someone or are thinking thoughts about their demise, check yourself and what you feel is missing in you. Look for what you fear. Fear is felt in your body. Insecure attachment, yes, insecure attachment. I'm starting to bring that into the workplace because it exists everywhere. Insecure attachment feeds fear of failure. It feeds fear fear of loss. It is what keeps you acting in a role rather than being real in the role. Think about that for a second. Acting versus being real. So you can be bold and seem vulnerable, but often we're only vulnerable when it is safe, which means vulnerability is not fully seen or felt. And if you have anxiety for you will, I know that for sure, you will only appear vulnerable when you're sure there's no cost you cannot handle. See, that's not real vulnerability either. That's a wager. That's a negotiation. And that doesn't serve you and your well-being. And it doesn't help you to lead. So the point is, as long as women cannot get over themselves and their own shit, we're not going to come together in total. There will always be infighting, backstabbing, or other distractions. It makes it hard to be honest because the fear of judgment might haunt you. Yeah, it might stop you in your tracks from taking a risk from saying something that would be bold or taking bold action. And here's the thing. When you have fear like that, it's really hard for people to bond with you. And I'm not talking negatively bond, right? Because a lot of us will go, oh, she's doing this or she's doing that. Even as leaders, we do that. Maybe we do it behind closed doors. We tear another person down. And the problem is, how do you get close to people when you're doing that? You can't, right? You don't trust them. They don't trust you. So the thing is, to be honest, is where you build trust with yourself. And so how do you stop judging others when you're unwilling to stop judging yourself? You really have to think about that because I think that's the hardest thing for most of us, right? It's, oh, I can stop judging her, but to stop judging yourself? Oof, that's a hard one. Most of us are our own worst taskmaster, right? We are just on top of ourselves because we're so afraid not necessarily if we make a mistake although I think a lot of women out there are fearful of making mistakes but it's more so about doing anything unwittingly to garner criticism to garner judgment from someone else but as i was told a long time ago the minute you start putting your neck on the line and you start saying things that could upset other people Not because you're trying to upset other people, you're going to get judgment. But we really need to stop doing that because that's a lower form of, I don't even want to call it communication, but a lower form of communication. Really, it is. It's not relating. It's spouting things that are a way of avoiding yourself. So confidence is waking up in the morning and feeling you're okay. And you can handle anything, whatever the situation, because outside circumstances do not control you. True confidence, they don't control you, people. They do not. You feel a sense of well-being with real confidence and do not perform to make sure others see your abilities. And that is another one too, because a lot of us are always performing so that we appear a certain way so that people will like us or follow us or whatever it happens to be, whether it's personally or professionally. And so again, the performing That's exhausting and that leads to burnout too. And so there's really nothing to be gained by that, right? So you also have to look at how it makes you a micromanager. Mm -hmm. You probably micromanage and don't think you do um, by treating work as something you may be good at, but don't honor yourself inside of it. It means you do the hard work, you work your ass off. Your well-being, though, doesn't matter and nor do the people that you are managing their well-being you just want them to either like you or do what you want them to do but you don't necessarily want to get close to them you don't necessarily want to bridge a gap with them because it can also be very intimidating and make you feel like you're going to lose control of yourself if you do so desiring uh, your let's say success that's meaningful without attachment actually brings results because I've been doing this a long time, like increased productivity, happiness, profitable revenue growth, and personnel getting that they're on your team and more. And that comes from increasing that confidence to have it 24 seven, instead of that judge, that asshole that lives in your head, and constantly dictates to you what you should or shouldn't do. I know I want to have that sense of well being. Don't you? I'm sure you do. Okay. So what's the problem, right? What is the problem? Well, it's a problem because it weighs, I'm sorry, not weighs. It means camaraderie should be open, agreeable, responsive, and honest. If you miss those components, you're never sharing an agenda. Your agenda is then your own and having your own agenda means you're creating more work for yourself. And usually if you have employees right you're not a one man one woman show that means that you are creating more work for them as well so to stop tearing others down means you've stopped distracting yourself even if you never did it out loud you have in your head a lot of us will distract ourselves sometimes we'll set up other people to fail too yeah that's not a pretty thing to say is it but sometimes we will overload an employee with a project that we're thinking, I don't know if they can actually do it. But then your whole focus can be on, well, if they fail, they fail. And then you can feel better about yourself. And now it's crazy, right? These are the mental negotiations that we will play without realizing that we're doing it half the time. Yeah, I used to do this. I can't believe I used to do it. But at the time, I didn't realize it. It was in hindsight. And I'm like, oh, my God, (laughs) Wow, I set people up to fail because I felt like I was failing. I felt like I wasn't worth it. And I worked my ass off and I was a perfectionist. And so I totally relate to what I'm telling you guys because this used to be me. So revenue is impacted by the distraction of anything but the focus on positive actions. I'm going to repeat that. Revenue is impacted by the distraction of anything but the focus on positive actions. If your time is spent tearing other leaders down or yourself down, what have you actually accomplished? Like, write it down. What did you just accomplish by doing that? I mean, seriously, like when you go to write it down, you're going to go, um, wow, there's really nothing to put on this piece of paper. <laughs> it's like, uh, nothing's going to go there. So obviously, the answer is obvious. It's obviously obvious, right? (laughs) I'm using obvious. It's obvious. What if you just cannot get past what someone did or said? Hmm, right? What if somebody who reports to you or a client or a peer said or did something and all you can think of is a great return, something you didn't say at the time, something you wish you had said or done, and yet here you are and you're just beating yourself up for it, right? You got to look at where's my insecurities. I'm having some insecurities here. That is what you have to check into. You got to look for what is it that makes me feel insecure. Something has triggered me and I feel insecure. But if you think it's not something that fits you and it's your stuff, okay, you might want to take another look. Fear and negativity become reflected in your energy. You walk in a room and people pick up on something weird. That's what I'm talking about with energy. Yeah, it's not a woo-woo thing. It's an animal instinct thing. It's what we were born with, right? You can tell when somebody's in a bad mood walking in a room. So when you are a leader and you... Have your presence, whether it's on Zoom, whether it's in person, the words coming out of your mouth might not match that energy you're giving off, and your body language may not match either. And so people won't know how to read you. They may read you totally different than you want to be. Because when you have that negativity, when you have insecurities, insecure attachment, you know, when, let's say, you're on the ocean scale and you have neuroticism leading you, okay? And let's say you have high agreeableness. The problem becomes that you are not being authentically you. All of these things take away from who you are. So you want respect, success, and to feel like you match the image of success on the inside, then you're going to want to look at what is happening inside of you and be honest instead of looking outside of you at other people and comparing yourself. So what's the wake up statement? It's a long one. Okay. So if you're writing these down, just be prepared. Here we go. It's not haters going to hate because that means everyone. To step out of the egoic trap of fear, you need to stop judging yourself through a microscope and give that time to upping your intrinsic energy and motivation. No validation required. So for me, I'm going to tell a little story about me, right? Okay. So for years, I would admire another female leader. And at the same time, I would search for her flaws. I wanted to minimize her and see her fail. Would I've ever admitted this? Hell no. Oh God, no. I would act supportive. I would do all the things that I thought I should because there was a part of me that actually liked the leader. But because of my own insecurities, I needed to find where she had flaws. So then I would feel better about myself, which actually never really worked. And so, (laughs) like I said, I would never admit this to anybody. I kept it quiet until, of course, someone else would have something negative to say about the person. And then I might nod my head in agreement, you know, that viciousness of junior high school that never ended, right? So in the old days, including corporate, I always felt uncomfortable with any female who was above me in ranking. For some reason, the set of things I was concerned with was quite different than when it was a guy. When it was a guy, I had no problem with a guy being the leader. I had no problem if I was the VP and they were the CEO. I had no problem with that. I felt like I knew how to communicate with them. With a woman, I always felt she was judge me like she was a reflection of me because she was a woman, right? So she would judge me as harshly as I would judge me in my head. And I felt she could totally see through my facade because I felt like imposter syndrome central over here. And so it made it difficult to bond with females at my level and above because they didn't feel safe to me because I didn't feel safe to me. And who knows if they were some were cool and there were some assholes I worked with. And I can say the same of men too. It's just a human thing, right? Not necessarily male or female, but in my mind, I could just tell the difference. This wasn't to say I didn't have any females around me that were my friends. I had a lot of female subordinates. I had a habit of hiring females, not because I was trying to hire females. It just seemed they were more suited to the jobs that I hired to. And yet I did hire men as well. And I never had a problem with that. I always got along with them. There were other issues, of course, because of my own insecurities, but this is not what this podcast is about. It's more about how we tear each other down and how we want to be confident enough to not do that because it requires you growing your confidence. Anyways, that bias. Oh, She's a woman who knows how to act like one, whatever that means. And she got lucky. Oh, yeah. She got lucky with that position. She moved up the ladder fast or she was fucking everybody or something which means I could chop her down to size and feel better than her. But it never worked. My insecurities stayed put. They never changed. I looked at other women as the enemies sometimes. Not enough scarcity driven, but I never felt like men could see through me. I just felt like women could Though no one actually ever said that to me in business, this is all fear-based crappy stories in my brain. I felt lame and worked hard to appear to have my shit together for years and years and years and years. <laughs> I mean, like forever. I cannot tell you how this limited the doors I knocked on, how it limited who I would speak to. One of my kind seemed scary, really scary. When I started working on my issues, my insecurities, what I was attached to and how it created that imposter syndrome, things actually started to change for me. I could see another woman as someone I could aspire to be, as someone who could be friends with other females that were at my level or above. I was such an asshole for so long because it was easy to be friends in business with women who were, again, below my title. But the asshole in my head telling me I did not deserve anything more and that women who moved up and kept going, well, those women I learned to value too in the long run. My asshole got quieter, the one that lived in my head. So it really came down to me finding my own worth and confidence and feeling like whatever circumstances were happening were not dictating to me. And instead of being, I would say, fearful of other women, even though, again, I would have never admitted that, I became very curious, curious about how they were, curious about our interaction. And we can think about it, but to embody it, it's two different things. And one of the ways you can tell, and I'm going to just share this with you really quickly. When, and because this used to happen to me, let's say that you have a female peer, okay, another leader, and she is somebody you would talk to, and then she doesn't talk to you for a couple weeks. And then you start thinking, oh, well, what's going on with her? Notice in your brain how you start to create a story, a negative one about her, about something being wrong with her, instead of you reaching out, of course, Okay. Well, I reached out once. Okay, I reached out once. So, you know, she didn't respond to me. What's wrong with her? And then you start thinking about all her negative qualities and everything she ever said to you. And you start thinking, oh, my gosh, this woman, I don't want to be friends with her. And then let's say she calls you. Hey, I've been busy for the last two weeks. Sorry, I haven't been able to call. And then all of a sudden, you forget all that negative shit that you had in your head. You ever done that? I know a lot of women do that. That is not helpful. That's not helpful. And that is a you issue. It's a me issue. It's an all of us issue. And really, for women to rule the world, we need to get past this shit, ladies. Right? Right. I always like to talk about the things that are hard to admit. I like to talk about the hard stuff because that is what our stumbling blocks are. It's not the stuff outside of us. What's the solution? Well, as you guys know, it's all about you. So you can continue torturing yourself and be on an island of one. Even if you have women leaders in your life. How do you perceive them? How do you perceive ones you don't know? When you perceive them as neutral, it's because you no longer judge yourself so harshly. Yeah, it's again, it's about you, which is such the good news to me. Like literally when I found out it was all about me and it wasn't about other people, that was a sigh of relief because then I knew I could do something. And so you want to look at these women and you want to see how you feel when you think of the ones you know and don't, and be honest with yourself. Like I was just talking about judging a friend who's a a fellow leader, right, that you haven't talked to in two weeks. It's what kind of stories do you develop? And you want to look at that and be honest with yourself because that's where the gold is. So you want to look for where you feel negative. Can you, instead of blaming the women, see where you blame yourself in conjunction? What is the story you made up that you somehow are not okay? What would make you okay? If your answers are irrational, then you're on the right page of the book. Literally, the more irrational, you know, it's fear and the better it is because it has nothing to do with reality. Thank God. Okay, (laughs) like seeing how far you can get from reality. It's like looking for the boogeyman in your head. Now, you also want to look at your expectations. How unrealistic are they? Are they as irrational as the stories you have about other women and yourself? Where do you believe you've fallen short? Where you've failed in some way? that tells you you're in the wrong. This is like fertilizer to the insecurities you have. It is giving false evidence, and yet you want to look at what part of it you believe in. If you need help, of course, I have wonderful programs on my site. I have them for female leaders. I have them for companies, relational dynamics, corporate training, whatever you want to call it, because what we do is we have a six-month program that is amazing, amazing, okay? And to put your teams, your whether it's your whole business, depending on the size of the business, or maybe it's your sales team, management team, absolutely, 100%, you will have a completely different business in six months or a completely different department in six months. I promise that because I've seen it happen. So this is all on my website. And if you want to just shortcut it and email me, you can email business at com, and I'll get the email. And also, I do have a free download there, which is to get rid of your inner dictator. Yeah, to stop your inner dictator from taking over here. Mm -hmm. Because that's really who's leading the party. And your inner dictator is really your ego. And that's who's leading the party here. That is who is in charge when you're tearing yourself apart. Okay, the wake-up statement one more time. It's not haters going to hate, because that means everyone. To step out of the egoic trap of fear, you need to stop judging yourself through a microscope and give that time to upping your intrinsic energy and motivation. No validation required. You have a right to empowerment. You have a right to feel empowered. It's a deep dive to forgiving yourself and other women. Hey, it's hard because as intimidated as we can be by other females, we also feel vulnerable to attack of other females. It means you have to let it go so you can continue to become unlimited as a leader and as a woman. And that requires commitment. All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, if you're interested in learning more about me and my programs, you can email business at tracycrossley.com, and my website is tracycrossley.com. Take care, and I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for joining today. For more information on Tracy and her programs, and to set up a discovery session, email business at tracycrossley.com. That's business.com at tracycrossley.com and go to tracycrossley.com to get your free download entitled Stop Your Inner Dictator. Thank you for tuning in to Earned Wisdom for Accomplished Female Leaders. Music.